Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Soundprints for the week of August 26, 2018. The Kentucky Office for the Blind and the Kentucky Office for Vocational Rehabilitation will merge on October 1 into one agency. It is now time for individuals interested in serving on the new Statewide Council for Vocational Rehabilitation to complete the required application form and submit a current resume. Deadline for submitting forms is September 10. Seats on the Council are reserved for certain categories. For example, there are four seats for representatives of business and industry, one seat each for the Kentucky Council of the Blind, Bluegrass Council of the Blind, NFB of Kentucky, and a blind vendor from the Kentucky Business Enterprises Program. A seat for an individual who represents someone who cannot represent himself or herself. A seat for a community-based service provider, and so on. For a complete listing of seats on the council, and for more information and to obtain an application form, contact Jennifer Wright with the Kentucky Office for the Blind at 502-782-3407. A minimum of two applicants must be submitted to the Governor's Office for consideration for each seat. All appointments to the Council will be made by the Governor's Office. The fourth Friday of each month is very busy at the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout. One of the regular activities on that day is called Page Turners. Attendees are invited to share good books that they have read, either recently or at some point in the past. Sometimes there may be only one or two books mentioned. Other times, there are many titles on a broad range of subjects. At the August 24 page-turners, Bill Dethridge, Sue Ellen Milo, Brianna White, and Bill Wright were among those who participated. We hope you enjoy hearing about their recommended books on page 2. Included is information on where they obtained the titles. You'll find Bard Books available through your Talking Book Library and by download from the NLS Library's Bard Service. Bookshare books from Bookshare.org and Audible books from Audible.com. Everyone likes to eat, but everyone doesn't like to cook. Personally, I am always looking for new ways to make cooking easier. Many years ago, I used to enjoy making things from scratch, but I was very pleased when more and more microwave cookware came along, when blenders and food processors became popular, etc. It's also fun when new technologies make an old kitchen tool easier and safer for me to use, especially when that tool is one that can save me time or make preparation much easier. The Instant Pot is just such a tool. It's a multi-purpose countertop appliance that is best known as a pressure cooker. The modern Instant Pot can be Bluetoothed to your smartphone, and it becomes a very easy way for just about anyone to become a great cook. Come to the kitchen with me on page 3 as I demonstrate how to use the Instant Pot. Please note that, according to the manufacturer, the Instant Pot should not be filled more than half to two-thirds full. And on page 4 is the Soundprints calendar.
page two. So it's about time for page turners in the fourth Friday of the month. We do page turners. Bill Wright, would you like to start page turners? Yes. Okay. Let's get Bill a microphone. I have a couple of books to suggest since I have the mic, so I'll go ahead and start page turners here. And um, the, the first one I have to, to suggest is uh, The President is Missing, is the title of the book. It's uh, available on uh, BART. The DB number is DB91164. And it's also available on Audible. And it's also available on Bookshire. And the author is uh, James Patterson, and Bill Clinton is, is the co-author. Okay, now the next one is, uh, I... I, I, I have been I have been reading this series for for a long time, and it's the um, the the Prey series and the P R E Y and the first I would say the first forty books was set in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and um, the new one is set in Washington, D.C., um, and the title of the new one is Twisted Troy. This number is DB9064. And, and the author is uh, John Sanford. And this is part of the Lucas Dav Davenport series. And like I said, uh, there's probably, this is probably number 45. And uh, the first 40 started out, he was, um, he was a top in Minneapolis. And then, and then he was a state top in um, uh, the state, and now he's moved on to being a uh, uh, federal uh, working for the feds. An FBI agent? No, he's, he's working for uh, Treasury. Treasury agent? Yeah. If, if you haven't read um, this series, this, you can read the book separately. And um, those are my two suggestions. Who else has a book? Uh, let me hand it to Deb Lewis, and then we'll go to Bill Deathwich. Okay, I read um, a book on my orbit, and it was three volumes. And I read this book in about slightly over a week. It's called uh, Lion, and the it's 21832, that's a uh, braille book. So it's BR21832. It's called Lion, L-I-O-N. The author is S-A-R-O-O, Saru uh, Briarly, B-R-I-E-R-L-E-Y, with, he wrote it with someone else's help, Larry 
B-U-T-T-R-O-S-E, Butt Rose. And it was about, and this is a true story, about a little, in the beginning it's a little boy, and he, he goes with his brother to a train station, and his brother tells him to sit on the bench and stay there. And he didn't listen to his 14-year-old brother. He's five, little kid's about five years old. And brother goes off to, to uh, sell things or something on the street. He, little, he didn't really know what his brother was doing. He just knew he made money somehow. So his brother disappeared and he, he fell asleep. He woke up and thought, well, where's my brother? There's a train sitting here. Maybe he's on the train. So the little guy climbs up on the train and the train takes off. And he is stuck in an empty car on this train for a long, long time. And uh, he ends up in Calcutta and he's um, lost on the street. And he's on the street for several months and then finally he's taken by a family and they, they decide that he can't stay with them so they put him in a, it's really a, a jail and he's in the jail overnight and the people in the jail take him to an orphanage. So anyhow, it tells his story of how he ends up in Australia from India, grows up in Australia, and how he traces his family roots, and it's, it's just amazing. I mean, the story, you can't put it down if you start it. Hello. And so it's, really, it's a really enjoyable book. And it's true, and his, you know, his website is at the end of the book, the very last thing at the, at the end of the book, you can say, you know, he welcomes emails. So it's just, it's just neat, and I think they've made a, a movie from it too. Uh, I've read so much lately, but I also read Cinnamon, a, a teen's uh, survival and romance on the Appalachian Trail. And that's by Linda R. Uh, Nowak, N-O-W-A-K, and that's D-B-C-09665. And that's, you know, the title, the title, it's D-B-C-09665. And uh, it's a pretty short book. It's a little bit over five hours, so it's a good weekend read or you know afternoon read. And it's about a high school girl, and she has uh, really has fulfilled her requirements to graduate from high school by December, but she can't graduate in December because they don't hold a graduation then, and so she has to wait till June. And she wonders at first what she's going to do, and then she decides she goes on the, online and looks up traveling the Appalachian Trail, which she always wanted to do anyway. And that's what she does. She she joins, she finds a walking partner uh, on and meets her, and they're with a group of people, and then it just talks about what they experienced, where they stayed. Uh, what they saw along the trail. It's, it was really fun. It made you feel almost like you were there. So if you want a nice, easy, 
fun read. It, it's good. And her mother joined her for three days along the trail at one point. And she said that was enough for her. <laughs> okay, who wants this, Bill? Yes. These books are sort of all over the place because I've had uh, this month sort of had a hard time finding stuff to read or you see names and then so. Anyway, the first one, um, I wrote this list down at the last minute, so I didn't have the authors. Uh, the first one is a Bard's book. It's by, it's called uh, Miss uh, Dinah Shore. Uh, she grew up in uh, Nashville, Tennessee area and uh, went on, uh, moved to New York and worked, uh, recorded several albums, did very well at that, and then uh, acted in a few movies and uh, it was a quite interesting uh, book. And you can find that on uh, Bard's. Another one uh, that I read was, um, it's called uh, Real American, and uh, that, I do have the author of that, it's by Julia, and I don't have the spelling of this, Litcott Haynes, and uh, she is a young lady who was biracial, grew up uh, in the 1980s, and uh, she talks about what her life was like uh, growing up uh, at that time period. The next one is totally, um, here's where I start, to, is called uh, Satan's Circus. And it's about an area in New York City and uh, where uh, gambling, um, all kind of vice uh, occurs. And the policeman, um, Charlie Becker, who is a young man who goes moves to New York City, um, gets a job working in the police force and uh, winds up uh, being one of the most uh, dishonest cops and basically um, is, um, at that time, this book was written, the only policeman who was ever uh, put to death in the electric chair in New York so, uh, for uh, being involved in uh, murder. And the next one is the um, history of the death penalty um, in the electric chair, and that's called, this is a bookshare book called Old Sparky. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the final book that I read, just finished a couple of days ago, uh, is a Bard's book called um, Paul Harvey, The Art and Faith of the Man Who... Um, Transformed uh, Radio and Inspired America. And that's a Bart's book, and uh, most of these books are relatively short, so I didn't want to get into really long books, so that's the books I've read this month. I have a couple books. Where are you at, Sue Ellen? Actually, I haven't read these recently, but they are really good books. Um, one is called, and I know Adam will be interested in this, Two Tickets to Freedom. I don't remember the name of the author, but it's about a couple of slaves back toward the end of um, the uh, slave period. And um, they escape from their master by a unique um, trick. Basically, the wife was um, part white, but she definitely could pass for white. So she she disguised herself as a man 
That way he could travel with her and pretend to be her slave. And that was how they got up north and eventually connected with the abolitionists. And it's about how they then eventually went to England. Uh, and it was really, really a neat book about their own work trying to help other people gain their freedom. And another book I read was called They Cage the Animals at Night. And this was by an author, um, Jennings Michael Burgess. Um, and this particular book, I don't know if it's on bar, Two Tickets to Freedom is, I'm pretty sure. I think that's where I last read it. And, but this other one, um, they cage the animals at night. It was. It's about. It's an. Uh, it's written by um, the main character in the story, and it's about his experiences during the 1940s, 50s, something. I think that was what it was in the New York foster care system. Um, he is in and out of an orphanage and various foster homes um, because his mother had a host of issues. And it's about the impact that that had on him and his and his brothers. And it's just a really both of these are relatively short books that you can probably breeze through in a weekend, but they will definitely make you think. Okay, who else? Brianna has one. My the book and I didn't read this. I read this fairly recently. Probably going to read it again because it's so good. But. Um, you can find it on Kindle. It's called The Energy Bus, and it's by John Gordon with a G. Um, and it's basically, I don't, I'm not going to say too much because it kind of, I don't want to give too much away, but the main character is, you know, he's, uh, he's really struggling in life because he's been, you know, negative, and it's just, it's, he's just really struggling in every area, his work, his marriage, pretty much, you know, everything's just sort of falling apart. But then he, his car breaks down, and so he has to take the bus to work one day. And the bus driver is really just positive and basically changes his life. And, uh, yeah, and so you read it. It's really good. I read it in, like, two days or maybe not even that much, like a day and a half. I just read for hours because it's just, it's so good. And, and it's on Kindle. You can get, you know, just the regular Kindle version, have Alexa read it to you, but I didn't have an Echo back then, so I actually, uh, for a little bit more, a couple dollars more, I got it, uh, an Audible version, and it actually is the author reading it. So, um, yeah, and, and it's, it's a fairly short book, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. I didn't, I didn't want to put it down, so definitely recommend it. Uh, the Energy Bus, and it's by John Gordon. Thank everyone for, for, for participating tonight. Page three. I'm in my kitchen and we're going to demonstrate the Instant Pot for you. If you haven't tried out an Instant Pot or similar pressure cooker, you're really missing an easy way to fix dinners. Now, I grew up being afraid of pressure cookers. I remember when my mother had one and it made all this hissing sound and it kept having this little thing that bobbed up and down and made a noise and she was always afraid it would explode and fly all over the kitchen and so I just grew up not thinking that pressure cookers were a thing that 
a blind person could really use. And uh, she was always leery of them, too. My mother was visually impaired, but she still couldn't exactly watch the gauges and so on on the pressure cooker. But today, the, uh, the, the pressure cooker is a whole different critter. And actually, Larry Turnbull on ACB Radio is who got me started using the Instant Pot. Because one day he told me that he had one, and I said, well, how do you read the gauges? And he said, well, I have one that Bluetooths to my phone, and I can check all the readouts on my phone. And I thought, that is a great idea. So I just had to have one. I went to Amazon, looked it up, and bought one. The one that I have, I purchased about a year and a half ago, and it is the Instant Pot Smart Bluetooth 6-Quart 7-in-1 Multi-Use Programmable Pressure Cooker. Uh, it's also, in addition to a pressure cooker, a slow cooker, a rice cooker, a yogurt maker, it sautés, it's a steamer, and it's a warmer. Now, today's Instant Pot has as many as 10 functions. They come in various sizes, from 3-quart up to an 8-quart, and uh, the 10-in-1 cooker has... Uh, functions such as pressure cooker, slow cooker, rice cooker, yogurt maker, cake maker, egg cooker, saute, steamer, warmer, and sterilizer. Uh, But actually, uh, you can do eggs and so on, I think, in some of the others as well. You will want to be sure, if you can't read the gauges, that you get an Instant Pot that can be Bluetoothed to your iPhone. It has an app that is downloaded. The app is called Smart Cooker, and it has a lot of different features in it. It has recipes, it has instructions, and you also are able to follow the gauges as it cooks. Now before we explore the app, we're going to just kind of take a little look via Soundprints at the Instant Pot itself. It looks like a big crock pot, and instead of a ceramic liner it has a stainless steel pot and it just sits down in the in the instant pot on the front is the controls the buttons and you can feel the buttons but I don't even use those buttons I use all of my controls on my iPhone the instant pot also comes with a steamer rack and Uh, You can use other different types of racks and so on in the pot. Uh, I have read that you should not use a glass dish in your Instant Pot. So um, I would avoid that if I were you. But you can cook many other things in there and use different, uh, different utensils. Now I just plugged it in and you probably heard the little beep. When you plug the Instant Pot in, it does make that beep. We are going to cook some brown rice today because the cooking time isn't quite as long as some other things. Uh, But uh, I have recently cooked some great pork roast in it. In fact, we cooked it at uh, Roundabout. And um, it took 35 minutes to cook a a 2.5 to 3-pound Pork roast came out absolutely yummy. And um, actually, by the time it depressurized, it was about a total of 45 to 50 minutes altogether. It was pretty hot, so um, you do have to be kind of careful 
when you uh, when you take the uh, items out of the instant pot but it sure came out good and it was a whole lot faster than preparing the pork roast in either a crock pot or in a uh, saucepan on top of the stove so we're going to get our brown rice ready now in the in the app that I have in the smart cooker app it has a recipe and it says it's for per perfect brown rice now I've not made brown rice in here so this is an experiment today but um, we put in two cups of brown rice and two and a half cups of water so I'm going to do that and I'll be right back okay I have the rice and the water in the instant pot and I'm going to close the lid put the lid on it is, the lid to the Instant Pot is uh, fairly heavy. You want to be sure that you put it on with the pressure, um, the little pressure gauge thing to the back. And uh, it fits down tightly. And when you put it on, I don't know if you could hear that little beep, but when I turned it to lock it in place, it, um, it beeped. I'm making sure that the uh, pressure indicator is is turned all the way toward the back of the of the instant pot which means that it's closed that's where it's supposed to be and now uh, I'm going to go over to the table where my iPhone is and I have it Bluetooth to my apex to my braille note so that I can see the readout in braille and we're going to turn this on so hold on just a second Okay, I am at the table. I have my iPhone and I have the recipe pulled up on my um, on my phone and there is a start button in the recipe that will begin uh, the Instant Pot. The directions tell me um, that I add the rice to the Instant Pot carefully uh, because I don't want any grains to be around the top of the uh, instant pot that would that would uh, cause a problem with the pressure seal. I add the water, I close and lock the lid, and I've done that. Now I'm going to start the recipe program, and the start button is up near the top of my screen. And when the time is up, I open the cooker uh, using the 10-minute natural pressure release. So we're going to press start, and the instant pot beeped across the room from me. Now, this is Bluetooth, so you can operate your Instant Pot about, oh, 20 or 30. It's supposed to be 33 feet, but um, it doesn't always um, uh, it doesn't always do that. It just, um, it, if I go out on my front porch, uh, it, I lose my connection to my Instant Pot. But when I come back in, it picks right up. Now, it's showing me that uh, it's going to have high pressure for 22 minutes and uh, then it's going to have 10 minutes to um, to depressurize so we're going to just let that happen here now while that's going on I can look at other things on my uh, on on my program I don't have to just sit there and let my phone um, you know think about it here are some of the other recipes that are included in the app. You can find all kinds of recipes to use in the Instant Pot 
by just doing a Google search for whatever it is you want to cook. Um, uh, well, the first time I made a pork roast, I entered pork roast instant pot recipe and it just popped right up. Um, it was not especially one uh, a recipe from the instant pot uh, people themselves. It was just one that someone had had made and and uh, cooked and and posted the in, the instructions. For my pork roast, I just added the pork roast and opened a jar of uh, ragu spaghetti sauce, the kind that has all the vegetables and garlic and stuff in it, and poured about half of that in there. And uh, that was my liquid. Closed it and. Uh, chose the meat stew choice from the menu. We're going to check out that menu in just a minute. But here's some of the other recipes while we're at that and while we're letting our rice um, do its thing. Uh, it's uh, They have plastic mashed potatoes, uh, coconut fish curry, cranberry braised turkey wings. Uh, there's a germinated brown rice recipe. Uh, ginger and butternut squash soup, uh, hip bone broth, hip turkey chili, Italian cannellini and mint salad, Kahlua pork, Ligurian lemon chicken, Moroccan lamb, uh, I think that's tahini, uh, New England clam chowder, not refried beans, perfect basmati rice, Perfect brown rice, perfect jasmine rice, purple yam barley porridge, red lentil chili, red wine poached pears, roast baby potatoes, Sicilian vegetable medley, even a soft boiled egg. And you can, um, from reading the recipes, I know you can get that different, uh, different uh, grades of, of boiled egg. It takes four minutes to make to do a boiled egg. And then uh, a duck breast recipe, and I thought there was another, but I don't see it. Uh, but there are many, many, many other recipes available. So now we're going to check out the menu. Okay, I am now in my menu, which I reached by going to the dashboard in my app, and it tells me that my electric cooker is working. That's always comforting. It tells me the work mode is on. It tells me that uh, its uh, temperature right now is at 219 internally in the pot, uh, that the pressure is at none. That means it hasn't built up yet to start counting the cooking time. Um, that our heating level is working and it's in step, uh, currently step one of three. So some of the choices that we have here from the menu are rice, steam, poultry, soup, keep warm, multi-grain, yogurt, beans and chili, saute, there's a cancel button, porridge, slow cook, meat stew, and then there's a manual button. Now, uh, and remember this is the the pot that doesn't have that full 10 functions. Um, but uh, you can uh, you can start your slow cooker or, or your instant pot from this menu for whatever you happen to be doing. So um, I started mine today from the recipe, but when the cooking level, when the cooking time is finished, keep warm will automatically uh, 
kick into into gear so it'll go it'll say keep warm when your cooking time is is over now it tells me that my pressure level is high that means that it has started actually cooking and uh, it is now counting down the time so we're going to let it cook and then we'll come back and see what happens now while we are waiting want to let you know that in the recipes they each have their own script so in addition to the choices you can make off of the main menu you also have the script written especially for each recipe so in the case of the um, the one that we are doing the brown rice it's going to hold the pressure at high for 22 minutes and then it will go to uh, the pause setting and um, and will finally uh, be ready for us to open it. Now also I want to be sure and caution you when you finish cooking a recipe or if you decide that you're just not sure how things are cooking or whatever do not absolutely do not try to open the instant pot or force it to open um, in the middle of a cooking cycle um, you will do extreme damage to yourself if you succeed in opening it. Um, if you also try to open it too quickly when a recipe is done, you could cause liquid to spew out and, and shoot all over the place, including all over you. And uh, given that the temperatures are pretty high, um, that could be very painful. It could cause some uh, severe injuries. So you do need to respect the appliance. You do need to be sure that you are uh, giving it extra time. When the, when the cooking is over and it's ready to open, you will be able to open uh, easily to t turn the lid on the pot toward you. And we're just going to walk over to the Instant Pot right now and see what's happening. We're not going to open it, obviously, because it is... Uh, cooking. The top is is hot um, and I cannot turn the top. There's um, the Instant Pot has a handle that goes all the way across from left to right uh, on the on the lid and I cannot turn that. It is locked in place and when even after your cooking is done it will stay locked in place until the it, the pressure has decreased and it is time for you to open it. Now with a few recipes like boiling an egg, it does have you um, do what's called a quick release and that's where you can move the um, little pressure gauge in the back uh, to the open position. You do not want to do that when you have liquid, a lot of liquid in the pot and you say, well how can I do that if I'm boiling an egg? Well you don't put water in uh, the a lot of water in the pot when you boil the egg. You put the eggs on a rack on the steam rack, and you put only a half a cup of water in the pot. So it's basically steaming the egg. And uh, when it comes out, I haven't tried it; I just read about it. Um, but it's supposed to be very easy to peel, and uh, much easier to peel, much quicker too. If you want a very soft boiled egg, you would only cook it two to three minutes than boiling it on the stove. So um, just some of those safety precautions 
uh, obviously you do not put the instant pot you do not immerse the instant pot in uh, water you can remove the stainless steel um, the stainless steel uh, liner and it is very easy to clean but absolutely under no circumstances do you immerse the pot I do unplug mine when it is not in use because I don't want to accidentally walk past it and maybe brush one of the buttons and start a cycle unknowingly and have the pressure start building up in the pot um, and, uh, and, and, and not be aware of that when I'm not when I'm not using it. I guess it's just my uh, still a little bit leery of just um, of just what it might do if if I if I don't have it totally under my control. Um, our cooking is just about finished but uh, I want to share with you some books that I've downloaded from Bookshare that are filled with instant pot recipes and ideas. Here are just a few. The I Love My Instant Pot Free Holiday Menu from Maple Dill Carrots and Spiced Applesauce to Cherry Rosemary Pork Tenderloin and Festive Fruitcake, Your Favorite Seasonal Dishes Made Easy by Michelle Fagone, F-A-G-O-N-E. Also, there's Super Fast Instant Pot Pressure Cooker Cookbook, 100 Easy Recipes for Every Multi-Cooker by Ella Sanders. Also, the Essential Instant Pot Cookbook, Fresh and Foolproof Recipes for Your Electric Pressure Cooker by Coco Morante, M-O-R-A-N-T-E. Instant Pot Weekday Meals from Instant Pot. Instant Pot All-Time Best Recipes, More Than 100 Easy Dishes from Oxmoor House. Instant Pot Miracle, the editors at Houghton Mifflin Harcourt. Instant Pot Italian, 100 Irresistible Recipes Made Easy by Ivy Manning, M-A-N-N-I-N-G. Dinner in an Instant, 75 Modern Recipes for Your Pressure Cooker, Multi-Cooker, and Instant Pot, Registered Sign, by Melissa Clark. The I Love My Instant Pot Recipe Book, From Trail Mix Oatmeal to Mongolian Beef BBQ, 175 Easy and Delicious Recipes by Michelle Fagone. Those are just a sampling of what is available. So no matter what your likes, dislikes, no matter what you prefer, what kind of meal, you can cook it in your Instant Pot. Okay, now I'm checking back with my uh, Smart Cooker app to see what's going on. And it tells me that the Smart Cooker is working. It tells me the work mode is on. It tells me my remaining time is eight minutes. Now it's already done. Um, it's already done all the high pressure and so on as we're going to see. So re keep in mind, it still says eight minutes. Uh, the temperature it tells me is 217 degrees. Now it tells me the pressure level is low, and that the current step is the second step. So this is in the uh, second phase which is the uh, waiting for 10 minutes after the cooking is actually done. So we have completed the 22 minutes under high pressure and now we are working on the 10 minutes under low pressure as it is basically depressurizing itself. 
Now I'm checking back again. It's just a few minutes later. And let's see. I'm at the top of my screen and it's telling me that my electric cooker is still working and that the work mode is on. But now it tells me that I've only got two minutes left. That would be out of my 22 minutes plus my 10 minute wait and uh, another minute that it's going to give for depressurizing. That the temperature is now down to 206 degrees and it's telling me now that the pressure level is none. So this is just basically getting ready to unlock itself and let me uh, see how the rice has come out. It does tell me that my current step is three of three. So that's a good thing. We're almost done. Again, our first step was uh, after we put the rice and the water in the cooker and locked it was to uh, turn it on and the script, the recipe script, told it that it would, it would stay at high pressure for 22 minutes. Then it's been depressurizing for 10 minutes and now it's just about to unlock. Now, if you're not using a recipe that has been programmed into the app, if you're using one that you get off the internet or out of a book or whatever, then you have to set that all yourself. But that's not really difficult because you can do it from your iPhone right into your app and you don't have to wonder if you've programmed your Instant Pot correctly or anything like that. Now my phone did make a noise and it says, all steps in the recipe script are done. Okay, so I'm gonna click okay. Now it tells me that my electric cooker is off, my work mode is off, that I have one minute left on the timer, the temperature is down to 204, there is no pressure, and now it's just basically there. Let's go over and see if, if it has unlocked itself. It may not have at this point if it's going to allow itself to cool down a little more, but we're going to find out. Yes, it's still locked, so we're going to see how long this takes. One other note that I should add is that if you are going to slow cook, you're probably wondering, how in the world can I do that when, if I lock the lid in place, it's going to build pressure. You don't lock the lid in place when it's going to slow cook, and then it functions just like a crock pot, so it can replace your crock pot. If you're going to saute, you don't put the lid on. Saute means that you're putting... Uh, something in a skillet. It, it replaces uh, putting something in a skillet like browning uh, onion or green pepper, browning something that a lot of recipes call for in a skillet and makes the food taste really good. But a lot of times we don't like to cook in a skillet on top of the stove. And you can put your uh, green pepper, onion, whatever in the uh, Instant Pot, put a little bit of oil down in there and it will uh, saute just like it's on the stove. Now I don't know if you heard a little click here in the background as I was talking but I'm standing by the Instant Pot and it made a little click and that meant that it was unlocking and so now I can turn the lid toward me the left hand side turns toward me so I'm turning it counterclockwise and I can take the lid off. Now I need to be very careful when I do this because it's still pretty hot the uh, temperature on my gauge on my phone tells me it's still at 104, 194 degrees. So I opened it 
with the back coming up, tilting up first so that the heat went away from my face. And I'm going to put the lid down just on my stove. And I'll get a spoon and we'll see what's going on with the rice in the Instant Pot. This is a first up, so this may have or may not have come out okay. We're gonna find out. Oh, here it is. Yes, looks like we have rice. We do, we have brown rice. Uh, what about that? It went in brown rice, it's gonna come out brown rice. And it is definitely, um, it is done, it is soft. One thing about brown rice is sometimes you have to cook it's so long for it to soften up and um, it's a bit dry but nothing has to be drained out of it um, it's I think this is really good this would be great uh, needs a little bit of flavoring of course but uh, this would be wonderful you could use it um, as cereal and a recipe I think I'm gonna put it in a in a stew tonight and um, this this certainly is better than any brown rice I've ever done on the stove. So um, a good experiment and I hope you've enjoyed this Instant Pot demonstration. Please let us know. I have some other things that I think you might enjoy hearing about too that um, I've recently started using in the kitchen. So hope you've enjoyed it and happy cooking. Page 4, The Sound Prince Calendar. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have a roundabout on Friday, August 31, which will include the following activities. Braille, iPhone apps and tips at 3.30, group discussion including a chance to share labeling tips and to try out the Pen Friend, the ID Make Galaxy from Envision America, iPhone barcode reader apps, all at 5 o'clock, dinner at 6, $6 per person, bargain table at 7, followed by your choice of Dice World, cards, trivia, or just visiting with friends until 9.30 to 10 o'clock. For more information and to sign up, please call 502-895-4598. On September 2, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its committee meetings. The Advocacy Committee will meet at 7 p.m., followed by the Education, Activities, and Technology Committee at 8 they will meet on the conference line at 605-475-6006, intercode 294444. On September 4, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its next conference call meeting and support group at 8 p.m. on the conference line. Individuals statewide experiencing low vision are encouraged to call in and ask questions, share tips, and offer comments. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On September 6, the American Council of Blind Lions will have its monthly conference call at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. This is for lions from around the country, and it's an excellent opportunity to share ideas about how to be involved in local clubs. At 9 p.m. Eastern, call 712 432-3900 and enter code 796096. On September 7, the Greater Louisville Council of Blind Roundabout will follow the usual First Friday schedule with education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion time 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, games, crafts, and time to visit with friends from 7 until 10. 
at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Call 502-895-4598 for more information. On September 8, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Board will meet at 11 a.m. Eastern Time by conference call at 605-475-6006, intercode 294444. On September 9, KCB Next Generation will have its next chapter meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time by conference call. This is open to members who are 40 and under. The phone number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. On September 9, ACB Families will have its next monthly meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can participate from anywhere in the country, and this will be a combination business meeting and discussion time at 712-432-3900. The code is 796096. On September 10, KCB Next Generation invites everyone 40 and under nationwide to participate in its next conference call for the purpose of beginning to develop an ACB special interest affiliate for members under 40. The call is at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time and the number is 669-900-6833. The code is 3572-595-193. For more information, contact Amanda Salm at 502-750-1774 or email Amanda at alsmoot, S-M-O-O-T-87, at gmail.com. On September 11, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its picnic in Owensboro, Kentucky, noon to 2.30 p.m. Central Time. Information and location to be announced. For more information, call Rick Boggess at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170. On September 12, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind has its next conference call meeting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 605-475-4700 and enter code 155-619. For more information about NKCB, call Jerry Slusher at 859-781-7369. On September 13, Savvy will have a workshop on iPhone accessibility from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time. Join Savvy as they explore the iPhone accessibility features for the visually impaired at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. For more information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418. On September 13, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its next in-person support group meeting from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. in Louisville at United Crescent Hill Ministries. We will be sharing tips, ideas, and we'll have an opportunity to try out the Envision America script talk as well as discuss other labeling opportunities. For more information, call 502-895-4598. 
On September 14, GLCB Roundabout will include education and technology from 3.30 to 5, tips and sharing time from 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, bargain table at 7, bingo $2 per person 7.30 to 9.30. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, sign up by calling 502-895-4598. On September 16, the KSB Alumni Board will hold its next meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The conference call number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. On September 17, the KCB Board will meet at 7.30 p.m. by conference call dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On September 20, Savvy will have a booth at Senior Day Out in Owensboro, 8.30 a.m. to noon. Stop by their booth at Town Square Mall in Owensboro to learn more about visual impairment and the support alliance of the visually impaired. On September 21, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its quarterly meeting and dinner. Roundabout activities will begin at 3.30. Registration for the dinner and bargain table will open at 4.30. And the program, business, and dinner will begin at 5.15. For more information, call GLCB at 502-895-4598. On September 23, ACB families will have a support group meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Participate from anywhere in the country by calling 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. On September 24, Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana will have its next membership conference call. It's at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and it's open to anyone interested in guide dogs or anyone who has a guide dog in Kentucky or southern Indiana. To join the call, call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. September 26 is the Bluegrass Council Peer Support Group Meeting from noon to 2 p.m. at the BCB office in Lexington. For more information, call 859-259-1834. On September 27, Savvy will have another iPhone accessibility workshop from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church in Owensboro. For more information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418. On September 27, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its second support group meeting of the month from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at the United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. The speaker at this meeting will be from the American Printing House for the Blind, and participants will have the chance to try out low vision products. For more information, call 502-895-4598. On September 28, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have a roundabout. 3.30 to 5 p.m. will be Braille and Technology. The tip sheet from 5 to 5.30. Page turners, 5.30 to 6. Dinner, 6 to 7. KCB Next Generation activity at 7 o'clock. And games and other activities from 7 until 9.30. 
at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For more information, call 502-895-4598. September 29 is Coping with Vision Loss from 1 to 3 p.m. People new to vision loss must address a host of practical issues and cope with a myriad of emotions. We have brought together a panel of experts to help tackle the tough questions. Come and be part of the discussion at the American Printing House Museum, 1839 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. Registration is required. Call 502-899-2213. And the KCB convention will be held on November 16 and 17. Watch for more details coming soon. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.